0: All right, Hearts, welcome back to the Hearts Unleashed podcast, where we are turning dreamers into doers. And we have someone who's been doing it long enough that she is back for her second episode with the Hearts Unleashed podcast. We have Amber Worth, the CEO and founder of Mighty Worthy, and also I would call her the founder of the Healing Hearts movement. We'll talk more about that as we move on. But as you guys might have known or have heard her, or if this is your first time meeting Amber, she and I have been working together for five years, at least five years, right? Yeah, I think it's five years now. Yeah. Yeah. We've been working side by side, hand in hand, growing our businesses and our vision and our mission and message. And we've hosted a few different Valentine's vision boards together as well. And so you guys might have seen or heard about that, but Amber is just an absolutely beautiful soul. And she is going to share a lot with us today about grief and grieving and healing grief and art therapy and this has been a beautiful transition but I would love to invite you to meet Amber in her first podcast episode do you remember the number was it I think we looked it up but
1: Uh, now it escapes me I think it was
0: in the the teens
1: yeah Yeah,
0: it's in the teens so you guys head back and uh, tune into her first episode where she tells a lot of her story. And today we're going to talk a lot about her newest passion and project and how she's serving the world now that she has continued to grow and harness her own gifts and talents and what she, the way she wants to help people heal. So Amber, I love you. I'm so glad you're here. Thank you for being here.
1: Hi, thank you for inviting me for the second time. I'm yeah. super excited. And I did listen to my first episode and it was just like there has been so much growth since then, so I'm yes. excited to be here.
0: <laughs> yes, yes. And I that I just want to ask that question right off the bat. like is there anything you shared in that episode that you'd love to speak about in this episode? like per, like you said, the growth, what did you really notice?
1: Just the healing process of closing <laughs> chapters and like putting myself back in alignment of things. Like, Mm -hmm. I feel... I mean, that was almost four years ago, I think, that we did that episode. And it's just that I was able to kind of see like I had such good vision back then but I knew I was a little bit lost of like what my purpose was I know that I want to help people and you know change people or help them live a better life and I just didn't know what the niche was like I was like where do I fit in like I have all these ideas and I was volunteering for suicide prevention and Mm -hmm. mental health because that's you know very important to me and it's just like but I know it's important to me, but I just don't feel like it's the exact purpose. And so then um, through my growth and just really honoring the grieving process, I'm 100 percent aware that I am on this earth to educate people in grief and just in grief in general of losing loved ones or grieving situations or plans or anything like that. And it's been very eye-opening. It's been very raw, too, really acknowledging all the grief and feelings that I've, like, suppressed through the years. Um, so it, it's been a challenge, but I've never felt more whole.
0: I love that so much. And, you know, suppressed grief, uh, in last Monday's episode, I talked about, like, unattended grief too. And, and I think, you know, it, it, that's just what it's making me think of and how important it is to address it. And you've really pivoted in your, like you said, I was that back then I was searching. I was also processing. I had passions, but I hadn't necessarily found my niche. Mm -hmm. And so now you, you very much have. So tell us a little bit about the world you're living in now and what you're up to with art therapy.
1: I was thinking of like, what's my, what's my word of the year? Like, what's my purpose? And um, I was at the Hearts Unleashed book retreat in November and I was journaling and I said, oh, it's it's peace because grief can lead to so many different feelings and that you can feel so unsettled. And so I was like, yeah, I want peace of mind for any of my anxiety or depression. I want a piece of heart for the grief and the love that I feel and then a piece of art because it's time to create and, you know, fall into this purpose. So I I know that I'm here to heal grieving hearts and educate people on grief and the different ways that um, we can honor our loved ones and also accept what has happened in order for us to move forward in our lives.
0: And so art, I love the peace of mind, peace of heart, piece of art. (laughs) That's really cool. (laughs) And and so you started your own art therapy journey, which really kind of like showed you this, you know, this is the avenue I want to go. So tell us a little bit about like your own um, evolution in art therapy and how that kind of kicked off.
1: So back in 2008, I lost my father traumatically. And that was kind of like my first experience with grief ever. And I did not know how to handle it at all. And um, I lost my mom four years ago. And then like, there's something about losing your parents that it's just like this security thing. Like, I feel like you don't have anyone coming in to back you up (laughs) when you're making decisions. So it was just kind of like... I'm all alone and I have no, no one to help me. And so then it was like, I need to figure out a way to help myself. So I started going to talk therapy because I was like, I know I need some type of outlet and I need to have positive coping and, you know, working my way through all these different feelings. And like one of the things in my grief journey, I was told was like, um, it's probably time to get over it. And I thought, how could you tell somebody that? like? you have no idea what I'm going through. And I thought right then, when I said that, I said, well, I'm going to educate people on what it is like to go through this. Because, and I know in grief, it's, there's a lot of, I don't want to say the wrong thing, or I don't want to upset someone. But it's, you know, it's like the person that's grieving is always thinking about it. So it's the acknowledgement of someone that helps remember them. And that it doesn't have to be uh, shoved under the rug. Like you can, you can celebrate someone's life, even if you're grieving them. So, I started going to art therapy because the therapist that I was seeing was like, you know you can do this as a, you know, a creative outlet. And I'm like, art therapy. I'm like, I draw stick figures. Like, I I do not know how to draw. Like, I, I don't know how to paint. Like, I don't know how to do any of this. And she's like, why don't you just give it a try? So I was like, okay, fine. So one of the first projects I did was actually a grief journal. So the journal project was that every emotion that I felt had a color. So the very first page was a grid of colors with every single emotion. And then every day I would go into the journal and the emotions that I would feeling, I would just create a small little painting based on these feelings. And it was so eye-opening of really acknowledging exactly what I was feeling because in grief, I always just felt, I'm just so, oh, I don't know how to explain it. And here I'm like, I'm actually writing it out and looking at it. And then it was like, oh, I can see like what's triggering me and why I'm in so much into this feeling or, or that. And it was like allowing myself grace for the way I was feeling, which I had never done before.
0: So good. So, so good. I love that you brought in the word grace and because I think, you know, with creativity, which, um, you know, how people say like, oh, I'm not creative or, you know, and I I think you, you want to, you have something to share about that too, but like, is like, oh, I'm not that creative is it doesn't matter. There's no definition to what we would call art, right? Like people do so many things and call it art. People tape a banana to a wall and call it art. So let's, you know,
1: (laughs) Uh, exactly.
0: (laughs) Yeah. But I do want to go back to what you said, um, educating people on grief. And then you said something that I think is really important because I, I hear it a lot. And I also really, it's present to me in um, posts, social media posts. When someone's honoring the loss of a loved one, I often read, not a day goes by that I don't think about you. That really sticks out to me. Right. And you said the person that's grieving is always thinking about it, whether it's in the conversation or not. And you don't want to say the wrong thing or you don't know what you don't want to bring it up. And really, that it's always lingering for the person who is grieving in that moment.
1: Right. And, you know, and there's obvious of like missing, like, you know, like on holidays or, Mm -hmm. you know, special birthdays or anything like that. But like, for me, it's sitting and having a cup of coffee and remembering like my dad. And so it's like, even in that moment, I'm thinking about him and I'm grieving and I'm, I'm missing him. And it's just like the experience of having him, you know, me as an adult having my parents around, you know, to see my life. I could be out having a great time with friends and experiencing something, but I'm also thinking about, like, the missing pieces of that. So it is, the grief is always, always around. So it should never be looked at as, like, shameful to, like, want to talk about them.
0: Yeah, beautiful. And um, I do wonder, for those who are grieving and it is on their mind and they do want to talk about it, but maybe they feel scared or they feel like they talked about it too much or they don't, they feel like people, like you said, maybe you should just get over it, that kind of stuff. Like they're getting that kind of feedback in their life, but they really need, they need to process and they need maybe to talk or maybe to write or draw or something like, what would you say to the person who's, feeling kind of isolated in their grief and not sure what to do about that.
1: I would definitely recommend this a grief journal to start off with and like really just brainstorming all the feelings that you're feeling. Whether it takes you 10 minutes to do that or it takes you a week to do that, just getting all the feelings out onto a piece of paper, then assigning a color to them or a pattern or you know whichever creative outlet you think you could use. And just create something with those feelings and really look at what is coming out of that. And so that you can acknowledge, like, what is that deep emotion that's really getting you? Is it anger? Is it regret? Is it sadness? Or is it all of them all at once? You know, and really kind of focus in on what it is that is triggering even more of that emotion.
0: I love it. And like I had mentioned, if someone were to argue, oh, I'm not creative, I can't do art therapy, right? Like, what would you say to the one who says, like, that's not me or that's not for me? Because there's lots of projects that are would be defined as art therapy. But what would you say to someone who wants to argue they're not creative?
1: Art therapy isn't about paint or pencils or anything like that. It's a way to visualize what's going on in your brain and then okay. learn new ways and a, and a new perspective on things just by letting it flow out. And like for people that say that oh, I'm I'm not creative, there's nothing like you know I can do. It's amazing what your mind will do when you're asked a question. Because I had a certain art therapy appointment where I was feeling just uh, I didn't really know what was bothering me. I was just like I, I don't know. I just feel frustrated. And she's like, write the one emotion that's the number one on your list. And I said, okay, write it on a piece of paper. And then she's like, what it? like what connects to that emotion? And so then I started drawing just a shape. And then I noticed it was a tree. And then I noticed that I was like making these willow leaves. And looking into the emotions, it was like, lot of sadness and guilt and depression and in this weeping willow. And I thought, that's exactly what it is. I just need this good cry to release these emotions that I'm feeling. And just by piecing it together and drawing lines, I was able to really visualize it. And then what, what I did was I took that and I went and found a very beautiful weeping willow I have by my house. And I took some photographs and I did some edits to it to make it looking artistic and then it just like snowballed from there because then I was looking up like watercolor paintings and I was watching YouTube videos and it was just all from me writing a couple of emotions on a piece of paper and drawing a line then evolved into all these different projects so it's like do not limit yourself of I can't do that because it started with writing an emotion on a piece of paper and I did like three projects
0: I love I love that example and I love the inspiration like when even when you were talking about it, like the energy behind your words and the way you share that story and I just think that's awesome. awesome, awesome because that alone we don't have to identify as creative to write a word or draw a stick figure shape like it might not look like weeping willow to anybody else, but yeah. you saw it and that's what we- <laughs> exactly <laughs> and um the way that, cause like that, may, I just heard download, 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 like inspiration, inspiration, inspiration. And so it's like more and more clarity comes from just letting yourself receive, right? Like you're opening to right. receive those downloads. And so I just really love that explanation.
1: Yeah. And to never focus on skill level. Yeah. The therapy yeah. is not skill level. Art therapy. Yeah the release of emotion and artistic feeling and stuff like that. Never like, well, I'm not good at art. Like, well, we're not making, you know, you're not trying to make millions of dollars out of <laughs> art yeah. art or whatever, but it's just like, this is what you create. So whatever you create is perfection.
0: Yeah. It makes me think of the idea of like anger. I've even seen Timothy do it is like, he has actual, Whole pieces of paper just covered in color right like scratched like angry coloring right like just and I remember because it was like all browns and oranges and blacks and like you know I think this is also like a parenting 101 kind of lesson is like we say let's do a craft but then the kid like pours the black paint on all over it and it's like no that's not what it's supposed to look like there is no way it's supposed to look there is no way it's supposed to turn out and so I just think of like letting yourself completely freehand coloring, you know, outside the lines or, or just drawing a blob, um, that it could express sadness or anger. Um, I, I doodle often doodling is it's almost like a form of meditation for me. I really have realized that, um, I also noticed I even like listen better while I'm doodling and listening. Like I did that in school a lot and I I'll do it on a call. And, and so, yeah, I'm just really present to all the different um, things and and that's actually what I'd love to ask next is what are some um, some different modalities that people might not consider inside of art therapy?
1: You know it's not just painting and drawing and yeah. that, like one of my big things is photography. I love going out on the trails or going into a garden and just taking pictures of flowers. And I remember thinking, like, I will never be that person that goes and takes pictures of like flowers and has like, <laughs> a
0: photos.
1: and now I probably have thousands of pictures of flowers that I edit. And it's the most beautiful and peaceful thing for me is to be able to look into that and it's just me and a camera. There's no paper and pen or nothing like that. It's just me and a camera and my emotions and the colors that I pick up on or just a a scene or a shape. And it's just like, what does that spark inside of me? And just letting me click away is is how I be creative. And some people like to sing and dance. Um, I'm horrible at it, so I just don't even try. But... (laughs) I, I do love my photography or, or even crafting. Um, I know that there's a lot of dollar store craft ideas and it really sparks people's like creativity on coming up with just like 10 different random projects and, or items and then being able to create and assemble this project. Even in an art therapy of allowing yourself the space to create is a form of therapy Not even just what you create, but letting yourself say, no, I am intentionally setting this half hour so that I can do it for me and just let these creative juices go, so... I love that. And, uh, you're
0: right about the space you create, right? It doesn't matter what you create in that time. And I am tone deaf for sure, but there are just some times where like I'm a content creator and some of my messages want to come through with a tune. And so I'm singing something and it don't make no sense or, uh, it does not rhyme all the time and it doesn't sound good all the time. But I think as a speaker and as a extrovert and as a vocal person, that I have a certain sense of expression through voice, sound and tune and rhythm. And so I I know that I feel good about that. And then the other thing I'd love to say, because I do believe it could probably be considered a form of art, is like I will, the way you talked about putting emotion on paper is I will grunt or scream or yell or moan. I'll just like, mm, mm, you know, like whatever emotion I'm feeling. Because I think we do a lot of overanalyzing, right? The, if we intellectualize the process, I feel like it can block us up sometimes because sometimes there are just not English words or whatever language we speak. There are not words that can fully articulate the depth of the feeling. And I think that paint can do that. I think a drawing can do that. I think a picture can do that. I think, you know, sound can do that. And so you're right. I love that you brought in like the sound and music and dance, because.
1: Dance yeah, too <laughs> and, and even like the over how you say like the overanalyzing of of trying to like figure out how you're feeling. Sometimes yeah. you can't define it, and sometimes it's just like let me put some colors in front of me. Maybe the words aren't coming out, so let's put colors in front of me, and you create something with these colors, and then you look at it, and the words then come out. The colors have inspired you know, yeah, what you were feeling. And I've done that too, where I'm just like I don't know what I'm feeling. Like let me just like. Uh, One of my um, favorite things to do is paint pouring. So I'll just grab some colors and mix them. And then I pour. And one of the very first paint pouring projects I did, it looked almost like the sea and sand and waves. And I thought, well, isn't this interesting? Because just the day before I said, I want to go to Florida and sit by the ocean and just listen to the waves. And then somehow I just... I created this wave-like thing. So it's like, yeah, because I wanted some peace and just some quiet. And it was just absolutely like eye-opening of like, I do know exactly what I'm feeling because I'm able to articulate it just in some other way besides words.
0: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And you talked about paint pouring and you have a online community that you always are sharing that. Cause I will sit there mesmerized and watch somebody do a whole paint pouring project. And like, I just feel better watching it even. <laughs> and so do you want to share your group with us so that our friends can join you?
1: Yeah. So it's healing hearts. Um, so the company I'm a CEO of is mighty worthy. And then the online community is healing hearts And so I share a lot about grief in there, but also I share all kinds of different art projects to do. Coloring, paint pouring, um, some photography I've done. Really just kind of a good group to learn and also find support.
0: Yeah, I was going to say I love the community in there because I see a lot of the comments on the posts and then you share some organic content or you share graphs and education. And I see a lot of active participation like either relating to the content or learning something from the content. So thank you for the way that you show up in there because I it it seems to be making a huge difference and I appreciate it. It makes a difference for me. I will watch an entire video that you post and just feel like I'm meditating. And I think there was like chalk art in there too. So yeah, I just, I really love it. And then um, I had another thought that came and went, but definitely joining Healing Hearts. And then the other thing I was gonna ask is, is there ways that people can work directly with you like sure they can follow you online but um you know we've hosted an an art therapy there vision boards right like we've done vision boards and self-care workshops and all of those things and so how could someone uh you know channel in and work with you with art therapy
1: i do have it on my website um to do the workshop uh different workshops I'm organizing it so that it's based off of kind of categories of grief or I have some mental health workshops or just a general art therapy of just kind of introduction level of you really think you're not good at art, but let's just try this. And um, I'm here to help you and say, it's okay. we'll draw stick figures together and (laughs) everything is going to be great.
0: I do want to say, I remembered my other thought, but before that is I, I want to say that I love the way you've normalized, like if it's stick figures it's stick figures, like whatever, because I even, I work with a client who really identifies as an artist and as she was exploring her love of art and photography and then like wordsmithery too, is just like putting quotes together and things like that. And she got feedback from an art teacher in high school or I think middle school that her art was basically like mediocre, right? She wasn't getting the grade in art class. And so she really tucked her love of art away because she was told it wasn't good enough or as good and all of that. And so I appreciate you normalizing that art looks like whatever we define it to be and that there's no measurement of validity to it so one thank you for that <laughs>
1: yeah and and definitely because I've always felt my entire life I didn't really fit into like the box of what I was supposed to be so it's always been this thing of like don't hold yourself back from trying something just because if someone's like oh you probably wouldn't be good at that and it's like well you don't know what I could be good at or what yeah. I would enjoy I don't even have to be good at it if I enjoy it yeah. what I'm going to do <laughs>
0: And then um, I did remember what I wanted to say was about tuning into your body. We did mention the repressed or suppressed grief, but also like mental health at which you touched on, uh, suicide prevention, just all of these different things. Self-love, body image, relationship with self-relationship, period, like with others. Yeah. and tuning into our body because it's a loud world and we learn to distract. And I think that, you know, with art therapy, it's a specific time set aside to not be listening to, you know, the input of the world that's flying at us. And it, like I said, it can get really noisy with notifications and phone calls and texts and rings and buzzes and beeps. And so what do you have to say about that idea about like tuning into ourselves to really then, you know, meet our needs, get help that we need? What do you have to say about all that?
1: I definitely think that just allowing yourself the space to allow creativity into your life, whether it's doing a workshop with me or... You sit for 15 minutes on the porch and journal, like just giving yourself that space to do it. It's a snowball effect. It will catapult into different things. As you you start to learn more about what you need to help in the healing process, I think will make you become more open to trying different things because the healing process is scary, but it's so beneficial. And once you start on the healing process, you're like, I need more of this. So I think it's good just to start somewhere and let it catapult into finding what you absolutely love doing.
0: Brilliant. And let me, okay. So yes, thank you for sharing all of that. Uh, This has been so powerful, so helpful. And I would love to, as we start to wrap up, I'd love to invite you to speak directly to our audience. Like, is there anything you'd love to leave our audience with as we as we start to wrap this up?
1: You know, I just want to send a message to those out there who are like, well, I haven't lost anybody I loved, you know, so I don't grief doesn't affect me. And and to really like allow yourself to think and know, like you may be grieving a certain situation or a relationship or a divorce, I know for me personally, I am now grieving the loss of fertility. And so that it's something that just because it wasn't a physical person that you lost, it still can be very painful and traumatic. And it's okay to feel those feelings and allow yourself in. And it's okay to allow yourself to heal in the ways that you need to heal. So I don't want anyone to be so closed off to a conversation on grief because like, oh, I've never lost anyone. So this doesn't pertain to me. So I just, I want to invite anyone in who's grieving and just know that it's a day by day thing. Don't ever let anyone tell you, get over it. And every day you can work towards just healing your heart. It's beautiful. It's beautiful
0: and i I appreciate that you expounded upon grief as a sense of loss right whether that be fertility or a person or circumstance a job a relationship um and i mean it's endless and it's subtle too and so if we're not tuning in into our body we can very easily overlook that there's grief to be grieved or feelings to be felt so thank you for bringing that piece in. And we asked probably in your first episode, so I'm going to ask in your second episode, at this juncture in your life, what does it look like for Amber's heart to be unleashed?
1: I now know that an unleashed Amber heart is a healed <laughs> heart. Because uh, as, as I'm heal healing and going through the process, I just know that that is allowing me then to help so many more people. I was so closed off and confused in my purpose before, and now I feel so healed in the fact that I can allow myself to help others and then not question myself at all and just speak my purpose and be able to stand in what I know and how to help you. That's wonderful,
0: wonderful. And uh, thank you for continuing to heal thank you for walking the healing journey. It's so special. I genuinely think it's like the most important journey we can partake in and that our life is available on the other side of it. Right. Cause like you said, I become so much more available to all that is being asked of me or all the inspiration that's dropping in. And like you may have had glimmers and glimpses of that But without the healing, without the like strength and courage and power of the healing part of it, you might never take action on it or fulfill it. So I just really appreciate you because the unleashed heart is a healed heart. And and then it's unleashed all over the place and we can't put it away and we got to give it to everybody. So and that's very much who you are. Thank you for always showing up for your dream. And thank you for always showing up for others. You show up to educate and love and inspire others in such a heartfelt way. And uh, I have watched it over the last years. I have gotten to be the beneficiary of that. I appreciate your love and sisterhood. And I also love sharing you with our community as often as possible. So thank you.
1: Oh, thank you. And I, I love being part of the Hearts Unleashed team and community. And I will always be an advocate for living your heart unleashed and making sure that you know that you are worth living a completely perfect healed life.
0: Thank you, Amber. I love you. and we love you hearts i hope you heard exactly what you needed today to walk away ready to heal ready to maybe you're going to go do some art and let us know post it tag us share it let us know that you're working on healing that heart of yours because here at the hearts unleashed podcast we are healing we are unleashing and we are turning dreamers into doers we love you